2: And welcome back to the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at TV.com on all social media sites, exxon Radio TV, For the programming that is available for you, 724-365, with our compliments on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. And for the... Selection of great programming we also have available for you on the X-Zone TV channel. Visit www.simultv.com and in the search engine, type in X-Zone. My guest this hour is, well, how would I describe her? Let me see here. She's very funny. She's very smart. She has conquered the world of pneumology since she has the the ability to you know know the name know the person she invented and developed pneumology she had her very own show here on the exome broadcast network know the name know the genius in you and she's just a great lady and i'm so happy to have her back here on the X-Zone after so many months of missing her, working with her on Wednesday nights. And, of course, I'm talking about our good friend, Sharon Lynn Wyatt. And, Sharon, welcome back to the X-Zone. We miss you here.
3: Rob, it's so nice to be able to talk with you again.
2: Sharon, for the listeners who may not have had the opportunity of of hearing you before or listening to your show on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Well... I am. I spent 40 years in education, 11 as an administrator and 29 as a teacher. And my field was math, but I was hired as a catch all. So I've taught art and drafting and English and drama and uh, just a lot of different subjects like journalism and <clears throat> swim team and yearbook mm-hmm. and all kinds of things. And it was in that process of working with so many kids over the years that I started seeing the patterns in names and ended up developing Mnemology Science.
2: Now, what and, is Mnemology is Science?
3: Mnemology Science is the study of the placement of the letters in a name mm-hmm. where they tell you your personality. And I have a new slogan, oh. and it's literally from the bedroom to the boardroom, that once I know your name, I know all about you.
2: Wow, from the bedroom to the boardroom.
3: Uh-huh, because it literally, Mnemology Science literally will tell you what somebody's personality is like. Mm-hmm. and what their preferences are
2: all right now i can understand that if the person has who has been who they are throughout their lives well what happens if someone was adopted and their name wasn't the same as the name given to them by their adoptive parents how does That's pneumology great. work in in a, uh, in a situation like that
3: Well, you take the name that they're going by Mm -hmm. because after they've had it for seven years, they literally become that name. What you miss in that, you can get the personality, but it's much harder to figure out what the soul wanted or what the life purpose is because that sits in the birth name, whatever's on the birth certificate. Now, if the parents went down and changed the name on the birth certificate, Mm -hmm. then you would go by that name.
2: So if somebody was to go out and legally change their name to, let's say John Smith, the name prior to the name change is the name that would be affected by ennemology?
3: Uh, both names are, and they give you different information.
2: <clears throat>
3: so in the birth name, whatever's on the birth certificate, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. lies out literally lays out for you um, what your soul is coming, the seven reasons that you're here and what you came to learn. Like, for example, Rob, in your name, um, one of the gifts that you have, it says that you're a perfectionist. Okay? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's really, that's really a great talent and gift. One of the things it says that you came to learn is how to not let other people take from you what you don't want to give. In other words, how do you protect yourself against theft, against physical theft, against somebody stealing your ideas and claiming it as theirs, you know, sure. against theft of peace of mind, there's a lot of different ways that theft can show up. And so one of your lessons is, this time around, your soul wants you to learn how to keep yourself safe.
2: This, t- this time around, so do you believe that we come back more than once to this plane or this existence, or that our, our spiritual life is never-ending?
3: I think our spiritual life is never-ending. I see it as one long continuum, Mm -hmm. and whether you're here, there, somewhere else, it's just one long continuum, but you had to have been someplace before you came here, and you'll be someplace after you leave here.
2: Now, people may be listening to us and saying, well, is there a difference between mnemology and numerology? Because they do sound alike.
3: They do, but they're so different. In numerology, you're looking at you get 3 numbers from the name mm-hmm. and you get 3 numbers from the birthday. And if you change your name, you're changing those 3 numbers, but the birthday numbers never change. And then you look at those 6 numbers and you're comparing 6 numbers of yours with somebody else's or each of those 6 numbers gives you some information. With nameology science, it has nothing to do with numbers and it has everything to do with the placement of the letter in the name, whether it's a first letter, first vowel, middle letter, or last letter, and then what letter is it sitting next to? So, may I give you an example? Please. Okay. So, a C generally means, I have mnemonic devices to help my memory. So, a C generally means controlling and charismatic to cover their need to be in charge and in control. Okay? Okay. And okay. so, they're they are the ones that really... If it's in the middle of the name, they want to be in charge of themselves. But if their name starts with it, they want to be in charge of them and everybody else and everything else. Okay? So then you have the letter H. And H, H is what I call my holy letter. And that's the ones that they're just lucky. They always seem to land on their feet. They get in the river and they just go with the flow and it always works out for them. So they live by let go and let God. So now we put the C next to the H. Well, the C is saying, I need to be in charge, and the H is saying, let go and let God. So there's this conflict within the person that has a CH in their name, like Michael or Cheryl. And it's always, do I hold on or do I let go? And so those are people that do everything the hard way.
2: Would they also be people who are indecisive?
3: Uh, Not necessarily indecisive. Um, They could be. It depends on the other letters in their name whether they're going to translate it that way. Because most of the time, what I've noticed, is that they take charge and then they kind of, in their mind, saying, oh, I should have let go over here. But their natural way is just to take charge.
2: If someone is, if a, if a family is going to have a new addition to their family, would they be able to handpick a name that would relate to the child as the child grows up?
3: The answer to that is yes, but I believe, uh, like all the ancient religions, when you look at the original seven religions that were on the planet, they all believed and they agreed upon that the incoming soul impresses upon the person being born, I mean, a person that's going to be naming the person being born, what they want to be called. So that would mean that we literally name ourselves. And so I would recommend that you get the name you want for your child, then call me, and let me help you in how you're going to spell that name. Because there's certain things that if you spell it a certain way, it makes it harder. But you can get the same lesson and do it an easier way. For an example, if I take would change a C to a K.
2: The right. Same
3: lesson. It just comes easier.
2: I got you. So, so let's say that uh, someone, uh, for, for example, my, my wife, her maiden name was Rogers. When she got married, to me, it was McConnell. Now, when you're doing an analysis or using nemology would you take the maiden name and the married name?
3: Um, the answer is yes, because the maiden name gives me her timing. It yeah. literally tells you when you're going to be looking at what and when you're going to be learning what. And it lets you know how their growing up was and the impression. I also get the parents' name because I want to see what Mm -hmm. the parents gifted them with that they would not have had otherwise because it's not in their name. Now, the last name always represents who you're bringing to you, who you're attracting to you. So when she changed from Rogers to McConnell, she's now changing from she brought people to her before that wanted to take from her. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. now... She's bringing in people who want to nurture her. So that's a huge difference, and it's one of the differences.
2: All right, Sharon, please stand by. We have to take our first break for this hour. index donation, if you would like to get more information, or even contact uh, Sharon for a one-on-one consultation with her about your name uh, using pneumology, her website is knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. And Sharon and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. Sharon Lynn Wyeth is our special guest this hour, www.knowthename.com. Before we get back to pneumology, I have to ask you if you've uh, encountered any tornadoes lately.
3: <laughs> I haven't been chased by any. Um, in, um, yeah, that was that was really horrible coming home from that one time in the My Middle God, West yeah. there. You know, but there's so many storms and everything. I was just in New York City last week, Rob, and the plane should have taken three hours for me to get home. And mm-hmm. 36 hours later, I got home.
2: Oh, my heavens. That is.
3: Yes. So you never know.
2: Let's get back to pneumology because I find it such a fascinating uh, topic. And and having worked with you, uh, it, it just amazes me that, that it is so precise. Uh, you know, it, are, are you finding more and more... Members of corporate America are starting to understand and and accept pneumology for the great asset it would be to their company, and the, you know especially in the uh, HR de, HR departments.
3: Well, what's really fun, Rob? The answer to your question is yes, mm-hmm. but like HRs are starting to expand. Like before, other at the beginning, they used to just give me the job description and the list of applicants and say who should we be hiring. And I would just dissect everybody's name and then rank them, you know, and say this is what it would be like to work with this person. Right. And, and other ones call and say, you know, here's a person's name. How do we utilize their skills and talents and get the best out of them? But what's really fun for me is when they give me the schematics and the flow chart and they say, where are our problems? And I can literally pinpoint, you know, where the stuck right. spots are and how to get along or when people aren't getting along with each other, how you can work it out by looking at the name, what needs to happen to make both employees happy. And I love that part.
2: As a former teacher, how would pneumology help with the development and the education of the younger folk coming up into the world?
3: Well, I used it in my classroom and I did it in how I grouped the kids at the beginning of the year. I would group them with people I knew they would get along with well. Mm-hmm. And every month, they would have a new seating chart, and I would group them with people that they would get along with just a little bit less. So but by the end of the year, they had sat by everybody, but they had worked on their personality skills at the same time that they were learning math.
2: Is, is pneumology hard for someone to learn how to do?
3: It is so easy, Rob that literally you can learn it in 15 hours Mm because I teach it and it takes 15 hours and people can do it.
2: What has been your most awe-inspiring moment as the lady behind Pneumology?
3: Oh, wow. That's a hard question for me because there's been so many. I love to see when two people are in front of me and Mm -hmm. they don't give me any information and, you know, it's like They would come in, and most of the time you wouldn't know why they were there, but you can look at the names and tell, and the last couple I did, it was so cool because I was just given their names, and they sat in front of me, and they were doing it for a show, so we were all being filmed, and I looked at this couple, and I said, so the passion has gone out of your relationship, and you love each other, but there's no passion, and so this is what we need to do to get the passion back, and I said, This whole relationship is up to the woman because this is all the man wants and he's in it for the long haul. And yet it looks like from the timing and the name, you're sitting there going, there's no passion. Why should I stay? Mm
0: -hmm. And so
3: this is what you can do to bring the passion back. So I found out afterwards um, when I sat in front of him, I found out afterwards that they had already separated. He was trying to get her back and she didn't know if she wanted to go that way. But they agreed. I said, "Here's some steps that can help you because love is present." You know, you're just all bored right now, so they were decided to go ahead and do those the protocols that I set out for them, and they're getting along better and they're reconsidering, you know, rejoining back into the same house again. So that's kind of exciting to me.
2: So I would imagine that when it comes to finding your your soulmate or your 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 partner in life, that Nemology could play a very important part.
3: I always say, "Call me before you fall in love," and because once you fall in love, you're not going to listen to me, you know. <laughs> because you know, love mm-hmm. is blind. Love is so blind. However, if you've decided that this is the person for you, it's really easy to look at their name and say, "This is what's necessary to keep in your relationship, so that you can have a long-term relationship and the communication is good." So that when the blinders actually come off, you don't go, oh, my God, I made such a mistake. Instead, you can say, this is how to keep loving this person and getting what I enjoy out of them to have them share it with me. So the answer is yes. And I really think as long as two people are willing to talk with each other, you can work out any differences that are there.
2: I imagine that pneumology would also be an asset to anyone in the real estate business.
3: I love that. I have named a lot of real estate companies. You know, we use nameology to name a, a real estate company and their business is improved. Um, and the answer is yes, you can do that. I mean, there's so many uses for it. You know, I help lawyers uh, get ready for cases and how to pick their juries. You know, and that yeah. to me is fun, too, because I say, okay, with ju- this judge's name, this is how, if the judge is making the decision, this is how the judge needs to hear things so that that judge is going to have more empathy for your client And this is how your client needs to hear you say things so that your client's willing to pay you even if you lose.
2: Okay, but uh, what I meant when I was talking about the real estate, if somebody in real estate has taken your course and they understand how pneumology works, could they? I would imagine that if somebody is interested in buying a house on, let's say, 1234 Cherry Lane, the real estate agent who has the who has the understanding and knows how pneumology works because he or she took your course, would be able to know more about how that address will interact or work with with the prospective buyers.
3: Yes, they do learn how to interpret an address to know how it's going to work for the buyer and what Mm -hmm. the neighbors are going to be like because a lot of people want to know. You know, will I I like my neighbors? And the street name tells you about the neighbors, and the house number tells you about what it's going to be like for that couple. Gotcha. And Mm -hmm. the answer is yes, because different names say you need to approach this from an emotional point of view, and other names say just give me the facts. Don't try to hit me emotionally. Don't Mm -hmm. waste my time on that. So you would know exactly how to present, you know, to this person that's going to buy the house from what they're looking for in the style that they learn.
2: Have you ever used nomenclage in politics?
3: Um, I have had some senators call and get names done,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and some newspaper news people that are on television call and have names done. And I have worked with some of those, but I will never name drop because I respect people's privacy.
2: I don't. So let me ask you this question: <laughs> Have you yes. ever have you ever done a? Pneumology analysis on the name donald john trump
3: yes everybody asks me about him and and it's it's interesting rob because in everybody's name there is positive and in everybody's name there are challenges sure i'll have them and the thing is when i do any politician if you like that politician and i say here are their gifts you Mm -hmm. go oh i love this and the minute I say, and here are their challenges, you go, well, that can't be accurate because you don't like that person. So you don't want to hear anything good about them or you really like that person and you don't want to hear anything bad. You know, and, yeah. and we all have our challenges. Like Donald Trump has a challenge in his name. And anybody who knows him would or has worked around him would see this. But he has a challenge in his name that he has absolutely no patience for systems that don't work. And that's how it reads. Systems that don't work make him angry, you know, and then he's short, but you would see that anyway with how he was on The Apprentice, you're not working, this system's not working that you came up with, you're fired, yeah, exactly. you know, <laughs> but it's, it's literally a combination in his name, and he has another combination, so that's one of his challenges, he has mm-hmm. another combination in his name that says he's very logical, deductive, practical, he has to think in a step-by-step order, he, he doesn't jump around. It's got to make sense to him step-by-step step and have a procedure. And if there's no procedure, it drives him nuts. Well, people who don't like how he thinks would say, well, that man doesn't think in a logical manner. It's just his logic is a step-by-step approach. The same type of logic that we say is good in math, music, mechanics, computers, anything that has that step-by-step approach.
2: Uh, speaking about mathematics and, and and logic, as as a teacher, did you see um, a difference with students once they were better understood? And did this affect their marks?
3: I want to say yes, because my average student or my students would grow between two and a half and six years of math knowledge in one year with me. Wow. As long as my principals weren't trying to tell me how to teach. If I had to teach their method, I didn't get those kind of results. The principles that left me alone and mm-hmm. let me do what I wanted to, I always got those results year after year. And the reason being is because your learning style shows up in your name. And your name says whether you need to see it visually, whether you need to see it auditorially, whether you need to see it kinesthetically where you're doing it. And then I, I always called myself the Walt Disney of math because I have a story to go with every concept. And so, like when I was teaching college at night, along with teaching during the day, they have a lot of material we cover in one semester in college. And, you know, the, right before the test, they go, Oh, I forgot how to do this, or I forgot how to do that. <laughs> and I would literally just name the story that I told.
2: All right, we've got to take our break. We're going to have a bit of a cliffhanger here. And uh, when we come back, more with our very special guest of this hour, the one and only Sharon Lynn Wyeth. Her website is Know the Name. This is The Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Don't go away. We'll be back.
0: We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in.
2: Welcome back one and all. This is the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell and we're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, X-Zone at x and all social media sites, X-Zone Radio TV. For the broadcast schedule of the X-Zone Broadcast Network, XZBN.net and for the X-Zone TV channel on Simultv, Simultv Simultv.com. And in the uh, search engine on their main page, just type in exome. Sharon Lynn Wyeth is my guest. And uh, Sharon, thanks very much for joining us. Always a great pleasure talking to you, my dear friend. Um, so so let's get back to the college use of pneumology.
3: Well everybody would join in and grow if you if you group the people by their learning style.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: We did an experiment because of monies that were given to the college where I was working by the Gates Foundation, and they had done um, two years and two semesters, there's three semesters in a year, all doing it the same way, and they were finding, because of doing things by the Gates Foundation, a 15% increase in understanding and math. And that last semester, they brought me in, and they realized that our kids had gained forty percent where everybody else's had gained fifteen and they asked what we did differently. You know, and at first when I was called in, I thought, oh, here we go again, you know, I'm always getting in trouble for doing stuff differently. <laughs> and and they um, they said, you're the only difference in here. And we've had really consistent marks until you came around. And we would really, the other teacher and I had grouped our kids by the letters in their name so that they were working with other people and with the, which one of us teachers the most that literally taught to their natural style of learning. And so their growth rate was tremendous. And so it's wonderful when you can look at a name and say, Oh, you need to hear it this way or this one, you need to do it this way, you know? And so the learning really improves.
2: When you're doing pneumology, uh, with English names, I would imagine it is, it is a little more difficult when you go to lands where the language is totally different. and And how do you how do you do that? How do you work out the name, let's say, from someone uh, who has an Arabic name?
3: As long as they're using our lettering system, it works. Mm-hmm. It's when I was in China and when I spent time in Japan trying to learn the Hanji and Kanji. And trying to then switch it over to our lettering system, it's a message. You can, the main things hold, but not all the subtleties. But it doesn't matter what language they're using as long as they're using our lettering
2: system. So the key to nemology is the alphabet?
3: Is the alphabet because every letter has a vibration. Mm-hmm. And what I've actually done is match the vibration of that letter with the action that that vibration causes. I mean, that's a really simplified version. It took me years to figure it out. But I just matched vibrations.
2: What was it that keyed you into pneumology?
3: I was doing the seating chart my seventh year of teaching before I got to know my students. You know, you get the names ahead of time. Sure. And I was sitting there making up the seating chart, and my brain was saying, ah, don't put Josh next to Julie. Together they're going to be clowns, but separated they'll be Okay. And Stephanie's going to be stubborn, put her on the side so you don't have to change your seat much. Derek's going to need extra help, you know, et cetera. And when I started on my fourth class, all of a sudden it dawned on me. I went, wait a minute. This is literally how I think when I get to know the kids. But I don't know these. All I have is their names. So I was very curious and I went back and I wrote down my impression of every child based on their name. And then I put it aside for winter break because I wanted to get to know the kids for who they were. And when I read my notes at winter break, I was so surprised at its accuracy and so curious. I said, okay, so my brain, thoroughly trained in patterns because of all the math I've had, I thought, okay, has picked up some kind of patterns and names. Now, how do I make what's unconscious conscious? And that's how I started.
2: Does pneumology work for pets as well? The answer
3: is Yes. And isn't that cool?
2: It is. It truly is. How, you know, I can understand how the system would work with 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 people, but how do you how do you interpret the potential or the characteristics or the habits of an animal it's based the on same the way.
3: It's all vibration, because. You know, science now and medicine now is going more and more into vibrational medicine yeah. and a way of curing, you know, without drugs and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. If every letter and every placement of the letters, when they're combined, they cause a vibration together and it's those vibrations cause those actions. And so it's the same for anything that's living.
2: Is there anything that, or any name that is, the bad name, and is there a name that is the perfect name?
3: i I wish there was a perfect name. Um there are names, some names that I think have more difficult challenges than mm-hmm. others. Every name has challenges. Every name has gifts. So to me, there's no bad name, okay. I look at a name and say, "Do you have the gifts that'll allow you to overcome your challenges? That to me is a good name, and the vast majority of names, the answer to that is yes. Then there's names like the name Gordon, where that person's going to self-sabotage themselves all the way through. I think that's a really hard name to have. You know, and then, of mm-hmm. course, it depends on their last name and what kind of influence and who brought them up, how bad that'll be, or if it's a little bit easier. And then there's female names also that can give somebody a really hard time. You know, so I look at the name Morgan as a female name or a male name. And I think that's, that's a really tough name. Heather is a really tough name. You know, and so I'm looking at certain names. I've actually written an article on it um, that you can find on Best Name Meanings, my other website, that says these are the toughest five girls' names and these are the toughest five boys' names and why.
2: Speaking about boys' names and girls' <laughs> names, in the times of transgender... Um, people does the transgender name change the the
3: um... okay help person, me out here yeah person yes okay so the birth name tells you what's on their contract for this lifetime and what they what the person came to learn okay the current name that anybody is going by is says how they are going about fulfilling that contract. So when somebody changes their name, it takes seven years to get a full transition, but the answer is yes, people will change. When they change their name, they will change.
2: Why do you believe we come back, that, that spirituality or our spirit lives on?
3: I don't believe that our creator created something to be short-term. Mm -hmm. Because in all the great books that are out there, um, it has shown that our creator likes that which is permanent and does not like that which is temporary. And so if we only had a short life, then we would be here temporary. I mean, if we were literally just poofed. And everything and all the great books of all the religions indicate that God likes that which is permanent, so we must be permanent.
2: I think, therefore, I am. Exactly. Where do you see pneumology in the future?
3: I'm hoping, Rob, that it's used as a common skill for people to know themselves better, Mm -hmm. to be able to use the knowledge in pneumology to see if they're on track and learning and really achieving what they came to achieve so they're not wasting a lifetime, you know, or skirting around it or doing it the hard way. Let's make life easier. It's hard enough as it is. And so I would like to see it used in that manner. I would like it to be just as common and understood as some of the profiling techniques that we use today, because it's just as accurate, if not more accurate, than many that are on the market today, and to help people get into the right jobs and the right career fields so that they lead a happier life. Like, of the five companies that I've been working with the longest with their hiring, I've asked each one of them to give me a percentage of hires and how long do they stay, and where my errors are and where somebody drops out or whatever. And their retention rate is 90%. It's, mm-hmm. uh, each one of them is in the 90th percentile. And I look at that and I think that's a win for everybody. It's a win for the company because having to rehire is expensive. And retraining and you can get the wrong person in. They can just make such a mess of things. And if the same person stays, you've got continuity. Plus, that person's happier because they don't have to be looking for a new job because they like the one they have. I mean, it's a win for the person, it's a win for the company. And wouldn't that be fabulous if everybody found jobs that they loved?
2: it certainly would be. And it would cause, uh, it would also solve a lot of problems in society. You and I have to take our final break uh, for this hour. Please stand by. And Exo Nation, if you'd like to find out more about our guest this hour, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, or if you'd like to uh, contact her for a one-on-one consultation, or for any other reason, maybe you're at the head of an HR department, you're listening to the show and you would like to contact Sharon uh, to uh, contract her for her services, visit her website at www.knowthename.com. The X-Chronicles newspaper is now available, the current edition, at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. And for all the information on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. And for the x TV channel, www.simultv.com. We'll be back as we wrap up this hour here in the x from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell, Uncle Wade. Sharon Lynn Wyeth is my guest to this hour, www.knowthename.com is her website. And uh, during as we were coming into the intro for this segment, you know, people name boats, people name cars, people name cabins. My goodness, there's a trove of information that they can find out simply by contacting you.
3: Well, there is, and did you know that it's illegal for a person not to have a name?
2: No, I didn't know it's, that.
3: It's literally in our laws, hmm. in the United States anyway, I don't know about Canada, where everybody must have a name. So, like, when Prince lost the rights to his name, um, you know, over his music for a while, he literally went by the artist formerly known as Prince And that literally, that long thing became his name because you had to have a name. Because he had said, fine, I won't have a name. And legally, you have to in the United States.
2: I would imagine uh, it's the same in Canada. Um, Because how else can they find you to pay your taxes?
3: Yeah, exactly. And do you know that many countries, Mm -hmm. not here in the United States and not in Canada, but many countries will say, Here's your list of men's names, and here's your list of female names, and those are the only names allowed in our country. So you have to name your kid one of those names.
2: I didn't know that. Uh huh. Unreal. Unreal. What, are, what is what is your advice to new parents when it comes to naming their child? Like you know, there there was a time a couple of years ago when some of the names that were that were coming out with uh, were just out of this world, like. Uh, they made no sense.
3: well, I, I don't ever give advice. I jokingly say that I do not add advice to anyone's life. I just make suggestions. Um, but for a new baby's name, mm-hmm. I really say wait until you get that impression from that soul, from that child that this would be the name. Then call me and I'll help you spell it. And then I'll also say what to teach him when that you can really help this child to grow and to prosper. For example, there's some names that just say they're going to be um, experimenting early with sex. Well, wouldn't you want to know that so that you could teach them about the birds and the bees before they find out about all the neighbors? You know, and and so I look at that and I think, and there's other names Mm -hmm. that literally say that they're just going to aggravate every teacher out there. And so don't you want to be able to help that child to know how not to aggravate that teacher so that they can get along better with the teacher and enjoy the school year better. You know, and other kids are going to be very shy and quiet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and help them feel safe. And what is it? And I'll, I'll tell you, the last two years I taught, I had never seen such a phenomenon. I had all kids that were, had IEPs or were, had special needs the last two years. And and I never saw so many anxious children. They were scared to death to be called on. Oh. And the anxiety level of the kids in my classes, I'd never seen so many kids have that. And of course, knowing the name and knowing you know, how to handle that, eventually they all came around and they were just as participating as much as everybody else. But I thought, that sits in that name and wouldn't you want to know for whatever's sitting in your child's name, how to handle that and what's going to come up and what you got yourself into.
2: Does it ever happen where... Even with the use of pneumology, there is a teacher and a student that just do not work. And if that happens, what, what happens?
3: Well, it, it happens. And so you look at the na- I would look at the names. You know, I've been a school administrator, so I've been a principal of a high school, and mm-hmm. I've been in central office. And, and when I was in charge, I would look at, if the counselors couldn't figure out the problem, I would look at the kid's name, and I would look at the teacher's name, and then I'd talk to him whether the child needed to be moved to a different teacher for everybody's well-being. Or that I could bring in the child or I could bring in the teacher and say, hey, this is how you reach this one. Or this is how you work with this one. And if I was bringing in the child, it was always like... Did you know that this is what your teacher really likes? And can I challenge you to have an experiment with me to see if we can't get that teacher to make you your, you know, you know, the favorite child in that classroom? You want to play with me? Let's see if we can do this.
2: Are there a couple of stories that you can share with us on how pneumology has, has changed a person's life beyond belief?
3: Um, I will share one with you that uh, fairly recently, because it's always like whatever's recently going on is always in front of my mind. Mm -hmm. There was a lady who called who was scared to death of her husband and was ready to run. And she didn't know where to get safe or where to move or where to be and what would be good for her and the kids. So we figured out from the names where she would move, where she could both be uh, safe and all the children would thrive and she would be able to get a job. And even the name of the company where she ought to go find a job and For the first month, she went out there and interviewed, and she said, they're not hiring, they're not hiring. And I said, just have patience. You're the right match. Have patience. It took her a month to get the job, but she moved the family. And that was, I just got a report back. She's now been working for them five months, and the kids are thriving in school, and everybody's happy and safe.
2: Does pneumology work with any of the other, um, I'm, I'm not putting pneumology in the same class as a, as a divination or or fortune telling, um,
3: yeah, because this is yeah, like a science, um,
2: right? But but when it comes to when it comes to let's say astrology, can emology which is a science, work with um, astrology that is based on astronomy, which is another science.
3: W- what I find is amazing is. For about eight months, mm-hmm. I traveled with somebody who did um, handwriting analysis, right? and then we would meet up with somebody else that was an astrologer, and the three of us would go places all the time together, and after a long day's work, we'd go to a restaurant, and we just for the fun of it, we'd say to our waiter, you know, do you want your name read, do you want your handwriting analyzed, or do you just want to give your birthday and know what your astrology says? You know, we used to do that, because it was late at night, and... The waiter, whoever it was, would be so thrilled because we would get really close to the same information regardless of which methodology we used. And so and then they would go get all their friends. And by the time we were through with dinner, we would have done every waiter in that whole restaurant. They would all trade out and come over. And invariably, the manager would come over and say, thank you so much for enlivening, you know, and just bringing so much Mm -hmm. energy in life. To all of our waiters and waitresses that usually this late at night, they're starting to drag. And invariably, they would say, would you guys like a complimentary meal? You know, and the guy that did the handwriting analysis would say, you know, that's why we do this because we want a free meal. (laughs) You know what I think? No,
2: it's not. No, you, you know, other people would do it for the wine, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. Or the dessert. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but we pretty much get the same information. We get it differently. Mm -hmm. And what I like about pneumology science is with every other method, you need somebody's cooperation. If you're doing physiognomy, which is face reading, you need to have a picture of them Mm -hmm. or they need Mm -hmm. to be in front of you. If you're doing astrology, you need to know their place of birth, their time of birth and their date of birth. If you're doing numerology, you need to know their birth name, their current name, and their birth date. Well, with namology, the minute they've introduced themselves, you're often running. I will often say, Could you spell that for me? And as they're spelling it, I'm analyzing it, and by the time they're done, I know who I'm speaking with.
2: Speaking about names, what happens if somebody is, let's say, Joe Green, G-R-E-E-N, and then there's going to be Frank Green. G-R-E-E-N-E.
3: Uh-huh. So the difference in the last name Mm -hmm. just simply says what you're bringing to you. I see. So Frank Green with the E on the end is bringing a lot more generous people that want to help him and that are more generous with him than what Joe would be getting because he's missing the E on the end of Green.
2: Now, my final question for you tonight is, can a person change their name using Pneumology to accomplish what they would love to accomplish?
3: The answer is yes. Um, I figured out new names for people. People Mm -hmm. hire me to do that, just like to create a business name, okay, but to create a new name for themselves, and the answer is absolutely yes. So if you feel like your life isn't going well, sometimes it's understanding what's already there and how to use that in a better manner, and, you know, it's kind of like having a computer that you don't know how to operate. Right. So knowing all the name and how to operate it and what's really there uh, can sometimes make the difference when they get through talking with me. They go, oh, I don't need a new name. I got it now. And other times it's like, let's just tweak it. Um, I was just tweaking somebody's last name just a few days ago. And I said, you can have it sound the same because you like the sounding of it and how you play with it. But let's change the spelling and other than the first letter, we change, I changed all the letters in the last name, but made it sound the same. We went from Hughes, H-U-G-H-E-S, mm-hmm. to Hughes, mm-hmm. H-E-W-E-S. So we kept the first and the last letter. And it, it'll make a huge difference in their life.
2: Sharon, as always, time goes by so fast. I want to thank you so much for joining us. Safe travels wherever you go, and please watch out for those tornadoes.
3: Thanks, Rob. Have a great evening.
2: You too, my dear friend. And Exonation, if you'd like to contact Sharon for finding out what your name is, what your name is, or if you could, if you want to know the genius in you, visit her website www.knowthename.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour. As the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell from our broadcast center and studios. In Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Once again, you can always send me an email xzone at xzoneradiotv.com and on all social media sites, xzone radio tv. We'll be back after this news break. Whatever you do, don't go away.